You're listening to The Shine Podcast. Whether it's business or personal growth, we believe in shining bright, encouraging women through conversations, tips, tricks, and resources along the way. Keep shining with host Shauna Starr, business owner, photographer, pink hair enthusiast. When she's not working, you can find her at the gym, the beach, or with her little dog, Murphy. Hope you're ready to smile, sparkle, and shine. This is seven things successful women and men do with money to start saving today and having those financial habits for success. This is a slow and steady process with intentional thought and action behind it. It's not a quick fix, but these are some great things to start. And I'm just encouraging you in that to give yourself grace and patience as you implement some of these things going forward. I know just starting is sometimes the hardest. I now look back only after 1.5 years of starting these different accounts and realizing that it only took me a couple months and it became easier and honestly kind of fun to put money aside each month into these accounts. And this is the money that's not going directly towards essentials. And I'm also keeping a little bit extra in my checking just in case. So keep in mind that these tips may not be the exact steps that you make and that make the most sense for you and your finances. My finances probably look a lot different than yours, and that's okay. These are just some basic steps and tips to get you moving in the right direction, especially if you haven't started any of these accounts. This would be a great place to start. And it's also working through your personal finances to see what will work best for you to get out of debt, owning your money, and saving for the future. So my personal example is this. When I got divorced and moved across the country by myself, starting over, I had no emergency fund, no retirement account, investments, or any kind of savings of any kind. I also at the time only had my car as a debt. So I was lucky that way with no other debt. I realized how quickly I was going to be in need for that for my future if I wanted to have financial security and freedom. Especially as a business owner, I didn't have that automatic 401k or even a steady paycheck with the same amount coming in every week or every month. I was definitely overwhelmed starting over alone and in a new state with nothing saved up for my future. But I do want to encourage you, you don't have to do it alone. And I didn't either. I spoke with a financial advisor. I read financial books, talked to mentors. And honestly, I talked to my ex-husband because he knew my finances and could still see my accounts. And it was somebody I trusted. So you don't have to do it alone. And I didn't either. And I want to encourage that, that you need help. And that's okay to admit when we need help and we don't know what we don't know. And we need people that we trust and can slightly hold us accountable and maybe even push us towards saving and investing in new ways. It can be a great thing if you just learn to jump in a little bit and take some of these tips to move forward. And even looking back at like high school and college, I see what huge gaps there are in this personal finance knowledge and how it should be a much larger focus for at least a year, good grief, than what it was specifically for me. So take the time to learn, understand it's totally okay to be an amateur, even though it's scary to maybe admit being an amateur was something that we all have to deal with for the rest of our lives. But this is just how you begin to grow. You have to start somewhere and you have to slightly be uncomfortable to really grow in most areas. So this could be a huge step for growth for you. The first way that successful people start saving is 
not being afraid to know your finances, and then budget those finances. Your knowledge in your numbers is power, and it adds a different level for goals to help yourself and the world outside of yourself. This means every aspect of your finances. This allows you to take action with confidence. Knowledge is power, like I said, and numbers don't have to be scary. I know a lot of people don't maybe even want to see the numbers in hopes it'll just get better. They'll just pay their bills and have extra and life will be okay. But If you know those numbers, you can start to build your financial portfolio now. And there's even a ton of apps out there, but I'll be including my own free sheets again in the notes. The things that make us most uncomfortable at first will help growth the most. You'll see where you can adjust and save in the long run. So do not hesitate today. I know it's scary, but it is a first and huge step towards those goals. But to be honest, I didn't even really have to do this until after my divorce. My ex is very, very smart with finances, so he took care of it. And although I saw the spreadsheets, I probably didn't have enough hand in it to really see how that money was moving forward. Yes, in high school and college, I had jobs. But my outlook at the time was don't spend anything unless you absolutely need it. Since my money was going towards school, I didn't try to spend a dime. And it worked, it definitely worked. But this isn't a goal for the future on how to save. And I didn't have the knowledge in it that could have helped me save for the future. But after my divorce, where I didn't have that emergency fund retirement investments, nothing extra, I realized I was in a place now of necessity to learn these things. I dove into books, I got that advisor, mentors, and still chatted with my ex on his opinion. Plus, he did know my finances more than anyone, so he definitely still pushes me to this day about what accounts I should be putting more money into. So you need to find somebody that knows your finances and knows your goals. I'll be suggesting some simple ways to start and what I did that worked for my finances at the time. And they will work for you too, but it might not look the same, especially if you have that steady income and depending on what your finances look like. You might be working with a lot more money, so setting up different investments might be the best. But my finances were pretty scarce, so I had to set up accounts that would allow me accessibility just in case. I wasn't willing to take that risk at the time because I didn't have that ability. And like I said, looking back at schooling, I realized we didn't even really have basic budgets, investments, and how to save for the future, especially if you're not in the corporate world. Example, that automatic 401k. Yeah, none of that. I had no idea where to start with a retirement fund. But budget is the first way to really grab a hold and taking ownership of your money. And I cannot suggest this enough. Number two is debt, and this is a huge one for most people, especially of those looking through finances. It might be more beneficial to pay off your debt before starting a huge savings, but all of these numbers, I have read that even if you're not sure where to start with savings, to have about $1,000 saved up as you're still chipping away at your debt. Again, each situation is different, so look at the interest of your loans, what makes sense for you, and if all of the interest is about the same. There is a snowball debt method to chip away at the lowest one first so you can pay it off a little bit more quickly and you'll have that feeling of accomplishment and it motivates you towards the next. This is one to really talk about with somebody who knows your finances with more clarity, but a huge goal should be to get out of debt. Think loans and credit cards. Things like houses and cars can come later as you're still paying them month to month. Number three is 
the emergency fund. You can always push this money over to another account later, which I will talk about, but it's wise to have an account, at least at first, if you're not making a ton of money, that's more accessible to you in case something does happen, like with your AC, your car, your dishwasher, etc. You're then not pushing too much money into an account where you can't use it if you absolutely need it. And I had a very minimal budget to work with, so I said accessibility for me was really important at the time. Again, if you make a lot of money, this isn't necessarily the first step, but you could still and should have a separate savings account, not your checking people. No, no, no. Emergency funds should be about three to six months of your living expenses. This alone might seem a little much and a little daunting, but especially now, we see that having this extra money aside and stashed away is so vitally important. The first account is the hardest to start. It's hard to part with that money right away, especially if you don't have the budget in order and you think, I can't even part with it. But start with something as little as $20, and most experts say to actually have this automatically taken from your paycheck every bi-week or week, whenever you get paid, so you're not even seeing it. And I agree, although I don't get the same paycheck like most people, so I actually do it myself. And how I do this is I play a game of, I'm going to try to be the number I put in last month. That doesn't work for everybody, but it works for me. And I put as much as I possibly can into that account. I wanted to build a fast cushion and I'm so thankful I did. I honestly lived on very, very little, but it was the best decision. Difficult for a while, but now my money is sitting in accounts and growing for me. This should be an account that goes untouched unless you really do have an emergency, but it helps you be more confident when you do need it. Number four is the long-term savings. Again, your portfolio might be different, but after I had that three to six months in my savings account, it was time to build a long-term savings in a high-yield interest account, meaning I get more money per month while it sits there. Still accessible, but with a little bit more limitations on withdrawing, but nothing I could, I could get like penalized for if I stay within those restrictions. So I'd push money into my emergency fund, and then every month, if I made a certain amount, I'd push that extra money past the three to six months into my long-term savings. People might instead turn to mutual fund stocks or other forms of investments here rather than another savings account, but being on my non-study paycheck again, I wasn't willing to risk that until I had a certain number I wanted saved. Granted, I did hit those numbers, like I said, in just a year and a half after saving as much as I possibly could. And they, they're not small numbers. It's completely possible to save up in just a short time as long as you budget and for a short time make adjustments and sometimes tough adjustments. You can still treat yourself once in a while or, you know, live, have some new clothes or shoes, but it's just much more limiting, especially with food. That's a huge cost that you can literally save hundreds a month if you adjust that part of your finances. So if you have a savings account, get it into a high yield interest account so you can be making more money on that money that's already there. It's not difficult to do, and it doesn't take too much time to connect and get it all set up. Number five, retirement. Okay, this might not be the order for you, especially if you do have that corporate job, but like I said, I needed accessibility while I was still building any money for me. So I didn't have that corporate job that could give me the 401k, but I wanted a retirement fund because I want to work and I love working, but eventually 
I'm going to want to retire. And I felt ready enough with my accounts and accessibility to them to jump into a Roth IRA, which made sense for me. There is a ton of options. So if you haven't looked into them, that would be the best thing for you and to talk to somebody about which kind of retirement fund is the best for your family. These accounts do have more restrictions about withdrawing rather than like that savings account we chatted about, like when, how much, and how you're charged if you do so within a certain amount of time, which is why I did wait a bit longer so I knew I wouldn't have to touch any of that money in that account. And so for me, the Roth IRA makes most sense and also gives me higher interest rate to make even more money that's the money sitting in that account. Like I said, there's a ton of retirement options, so look what's best for you. I decided on this one, and again, I did not make that decision alone. After I already read about it and was pretty well decided on it, I then talked to several people who knew my finances, and they also agreed, so I knew that was the best step for me. It is a non-negotiable in your journey to have some type of retirement fund. So like I said, it's important to talk to someone and I'm not an expert in what's best for you, but some of these tips are universal in having these accounts. It's necessary to pour your money into business if you have your own business, but you need to be able to live off of it later as well. So if you own a business, this can be scary and I'm right there with you. I don't have the same amount of money coming in. And so that can be scary too. I know what my bills are. And from there, I can adjust my checking to reflect what I need for the month. Number six are other types of investments. This one might have come earlier in the game for you if some of those accounts are already set up or you have a larger amount coming in, which is awesome. Investments like stocks and other mutual funds are a huge learning curve. And these are still a bit overwhelming for me. So I have minimal in this area for now, while I'm learning and growing. But I was ready for a little bit of risk, so I decided on a few that I believed in, saw how it did over time, and yes, talked to somebody who had way more knowledge in it than me. Never be afraid to ask questions. The more you talk about finances, I've seen the more it just comes to you as you're learning and growing in it. It's like you're manifesting that money coming in. These type of accounts can be such a great way to gain money in the long run, so don't dismiss it altogether. But do some research and talk to some people who you trust and are doing it with success. Number seven is setting financial goals like no debt, limited good solid credit cards, and even plans for the future. This one is going to be so different, whether it's helping save your kids' college tuition, short-term and long-term trips, giving back to people, paying off your house, and so much more. This is where you can really make those goals a reality when you have the other things in play. Most of the people that I know personally could have much tighter budgets by just spending a little time working on it at home and live with more financial freedom in just a few short years. But it takes that first step, learning your finances and budget to get to this point. And it's just baby steps like everything else. And although I was very lucky to not have huge debt when I moved across the country, in only one and a half years, I've set up four different accounts slowly and now built the healthy money in each. And the reason I'm giving these in steps is literally just do one at a time, one account at a time for just months or even a year until you feel comfortable with building then another account. This isn't a go and get every account possible. It is slowly build your financial portfolio so you have more confidence with your money. Everyone's goals are totally different, but no matter what it is, it's important to have goals and not just have your spinning your wheels, seemingly living paycheck to paycheck and not realizing you're actually spending 
a lot more money than you realize on those little expenses. The most important thing is to know your finances, what works best for you and your family, and steady shifts will help you be confident in growing your money. You don't have to have it all at once, one account at a time, and in a few years, you'll feel so much better and have more financial confidence and knowledge. And that's what I hope for you, that in a short time, you'll be telling your money where to go, how to grow, and save it up. You can also head back to episode 13 to hear more about budgeting and how to save money this month and what to cut out. I'll be adding that and more like my spreadsheets in the notes today at devistaphotography.com slash shine podcast slash seven things to save along with some books that I recommend that you not only get started with, but will help you get fired up for the future. So as always keep shining. Thank you so much for listening to the shine podcast. If you love today's episode, share it with a friend. For show notes or any notes from past episodes, head to DaVista Photography, that's D-A-V-I-S-T-A photography.com forward slash blog for downloads, codes, and more. And as always, be the light the world needs. Smile, sparkle, and shine.